All right, hour two, Sean Hannity Show, toll free. It's 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. Uh, as I've been saying, I said, you know, okay, the Democrats can talk about impeaching Governor Cuomo all they want. And w- whatever consequences will happen civilly, that's just going to happen as a natural course of, of these things. Um, but that's not his biggest problem well problem number one is he's still got another report that could be equally if not more devastating and that's on how he his executive order as it relates to the nursing homes and putting covid positive patients in nursing homes and then when they knew it was a bad policy it signed it in march of 2020 they knew by early june that it was a bad idea And according to the whistleblower in his own office, the reason they hid the numbers was because they didn't want the Department of Justice to actually get the real numbers. Uh, That's not exactly a particularly good reason for anybody. So but now if you pay attention to what the attorney general of New York said, she talked about criminal laws being violated, state criminal laws and federal criminal law. That then there is where the vulnerability uh, for Andrew Cuomo and and the biggest threat for him comes. Uh, And now you've got four separate jurisdictions and prosecutors within the state of New York that are now that now have open and active criminal investigations into the governor. And now one has to wonder how this is all going to play out. And will it open the door for the possibility that a Republican can become the next governor of the state of New York. I will tell you this, the state is in a total, complete meltdown and mess as it loses massive portions of its population each and every day. Uh, Anyway, here's the governor trying to defend himself. Indeed, there are hundreds, if not thousands of photos of me using the exact same gesture. I do it with everyone, black and white, young and old, straight and LGBTQ, powerful people, friends, strangers, people who I meet on the street. There is another complaint I want to address from a woman in my office who said that I groped her in my home office. Let me be clear, that never happened. She wants anonymity and I respect that. So I am limited by what I can say. But her lawyer has suggested that she will file a legal claim for damages. That will be decided in a court of law. Trial by newspaper or biased reviews are not the way to find the facts in this matter. I welcome the opportunity for a full and fair review before a judge and a jury because this just did not happen. Also, remember where we are. Today, we are living in a superheated, if not toxic, political environment. That shouldn't be lost on anyone. Politics and bias are interwoven throughout every aspect of this situation. One would be naive to think otherwise and new yorkers are not naive all right joining us now andrew giuliani he is a gubernatorial candidate for the state of new york uh to talk about not only the scandal but but what are the 
you know, what's the natural uh, results of this? I, I don't see a situation, Andrew, where I see that he's going to be able to stay in office. But again, I don't think that's his biggest problem. I think you're absolutely right, Sean. And, you know, the amazing thing with everything that you said and you played from him right there is we, we didn't get into half the scandals that he's dealing with. I mean, there's the $5.1 million book deal. There's the preferential COVID treatment. And on top of that, we didn't get to the issue that most New Yorkers are most concerned about, which is the rising crime all across New York State. So this has really been a culture of corruption festered festering in the governor's executive chambers that's far beyond even what the attorney general's report, the damning attorney general's investigation, revealed uh, just a couple of days ago here. But you're absolutely right. I mean, uh, as you mentioned before, you have Albany, Westchester, Manhattan that are now looking into criminal charges right here. This is something that he's going to be, uh, that has to be consuming his mind at this moment and whether or not he ends up being the nominee or not that obviously looks a lot bleaker over the last 72 hours than it did then but um but what i can tell you is one of the things we've seen all across the state and this is before 72 hours ago is new yorkers are sick and tired of andrew cuomo and to be honest they're sick and tired of democratic rule you know, I wonder at some point if there's not a tipping point. The problem is that so many people have left the state, and I'm really not going to be far behind them. I'm getting the hell out of here, Andrew, because I don't really see any hope for it. Uh, they're now talking about taxes that would surpass even California, making New York State the highest taxed state in the United States, yeah. even higher than California. Yeah. They're not far behind right now, especially when you include... <laughs> city tax and state income tax and of course a death tax on top of the federal death tax and on top of federal taxes on top of sales taxes on top of the highest property taxes in the country i mean do i need to go any further now i'm sure that most people are sick of it one of the biggest problems new york has been having is that young people cannot afford to get into the housing market in large part uh, and i don't care if it's in the suburbs or in the city because not only the cost of real estate, but also then the high annual taxes as it relates mm -hmm. to real estate. And older people that are on fixed incomes, they're having a hard time as well, because even if they own their home or if they're still paying a mortgage on their home, they can't afford the taxes on that home, and they're leaving too. And then other people are leaving just because, oh, they just cut a billion dollars from the New York City Police Department. Uh, we yep. now have all over the state no bail laws that let criminals out even violent criminals and bank robbers, which is madness. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I but but you look at just the raw numbers and the number of Democrats that outnumber Republicans in the state of New York is considerable in the city of New York. And I said this to Curtis Slewa, who I, I'd love to see him win and as mayor of New York City. But it's nine to one Democrat. It's not that, that's, you know, what your father pulled off was a massive heavy lift and we all benefited from it. Well, Sean, one of the things that gives me hope is looking at the uh, looking at the exit polling from the Democratic primary. Yes, the Democratic mayoral primary. The number one issue for Democrats this last year, in June of this last year, 
was crime. As you know, Sean, when that is the number one issue for Democrats, they either come across the aisles and vote Republican at a higher percentage, or many of them will sit home and will not necessarily vote. And I think what they've been seeing with the defund the police movement, as you've outlined here, with bail reform, by the way, Sean, you know, there's a lot of focus on New York City, and certainly crime is spiraling out of control in New York City. But in Rochester, violent shootings is up 68%. In Buffalo, murders are on pace to have one of the highest years on recorded history in Buffalo. So this is something that exists in cities all across our great state over here. And the one consistent is bail reform. It's going after officers' qualified immunity. And we didn't even get to what you said from an economic standpoint. You know, Sean, you said competing with California, and I've been saying that on the campaign trail as well. The way you, you described it, it sounds like we're competing with Venezuela more than California even, and that's what it feels like, and that's why New Yorkers are leaving for the Floridas, the Texases, and the Tennessees of the world. As we know, the market wins out, and right now, they are doing it better than New York. That's why New York needs a change right now. I believe that while we have had some New Yorkers leave, I think many of them are looking at November 8th of 2022 as a bit of a last stand, as a real fork in the road, whether we're going to go and have the type of change that New York had in the late 90s and 2000s, or whether we're going to go down the path of Illinois currently and have our unfunded liabilities just growing uncontrollably without a plan how to fix it. Quick break. We'll come back. Uh, we have gubernatorial candidate for the state of New York, Andrew Giuliani, with us. Uh, is it possible? Are people Have people in New York and people in states like California had enough? We'll find out with the recall there. All right, as we continue, uh, Republican gubernatorial candidate, uh, Andrew Giuliani is with us talking about the horrific state that is New York. And of course, Andrew Cuomo, you know, the plan is not really complicated. We know how to we know how to make New York City safe again. Well, we got to bring the police back and put them on the job and then empower them to do the job like your father did. And and by, I was, you know, on the air at the time. And, you know, they went after your father with a vengeance from the New York Times to the New York Civil Liberties Union. I mean, it was a never ending battle and calling your dad racist and every name it's in the still book. still not ending. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a good point. That's a fair point. Um, and but those policies ended up saving lives. And in the end, we noticed where a lot of lives were saved, a lot of minority lives were saved. I mean, th- this is our national treasure. And and now we, we see the statistics every weekend and New York City's become Chicago. And if we so don't refund the police, that's going to be a disaster. If we don't cut taxes and, and, and burden some regulation, that's just going to chase more businesses out of here. You know, I, yeah. I, I noticed that every politician's trying to cut special deals with, with certain companies and not others. So they won't leave the state of New York. But I see Wall Street companies now beginning to leave in droves. Yep. And and with that, they're never coming back, Andrew. They're not it, you, even if you win, they're not going to come back. Well, that's that's why we need to hold on to them now, and that's why we need to stop this this flow out. I I have a little bit of a different view. I really do think that New York has this appeal that's unlike anywhere else in the world, really, not just in our country, in the world. Listen, no, there's um, no doubt. Listen, I always used to end my a radio show hour with the greatest city in the world. I don't think that anymore. And I, and I don't say that lightly. Remember, I was born in New York. I lived in Rhode Island for five years, California five, Alabama two, Georgia four. Um, best experience in my life. And I n- never thought I'd get 
ever have a shot to come back and and be on New York radio and the Fox News channel and play for the Yankees. That was the equivalent of me coming home <laughs> playing for the Yankees. Well, what I would say is it's a very similar sentiment to what we felt in the late 80s and early 90s in New York City. It's the you know old Time magazine cover of the rotting apple. Uh, that's the sentiment around the state right now. And I look at New York State, and I think we have, you know, like I said, an incredible draw. If we can get ourselves to a place where we are competitive with Florida, with Texas, with Tennessee, from an economic standpoint, it's not easy, but it's got to start somewhere then I really think that there is this incredible draw to New York City. Remember, New York City has been, you know, leading uh, the leading economic uh, uh, city in the country since the West Dutch Indies Post uh, 400 years ago. So there is this incredible draw to New York. Um, you know, you go back to the Erie Canal. I believe our best chef chapters are still to be written, but... It is going to have to take rolling up our sleeves and looking from a from a fiscal responsibility standpoint, how are we going to fix these difficult problems? You mentioned it, deregulation. We're going to have to go after these you know tax increases. And most importantly, we need to bring our quality of life back. We're seeing it all across the state where you're seeing crime increase. You're seeing everything from petty theft uh, to, uh, you know, the ignorance increase all the way up to murders and rapes. And it's one of the main reasons why people are leaving our state. Well, we get crime under control. We have a great chance to, uh, to to bring those businesses back. And New York could could literally cut taxes in half tomorrow if they would just allow fracking like our neighboring state, yep. Pennsylvania. And, and Democrats steadfastly refuse to create those jobs and produce all of that natural gas, clean burning gas uh, that would 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 call it would create thousands, tens of thousands of jobs yep. and bring in a fortune of revenue for the state and for the people of New York. I was just on the southern tier, Sean, which is, you know, right on the border of Pennsylvania, and it is the number one issue out there. I mean, they're all different types of new technologies. I actually just had a discussion with somebody about how they use the CO2 actually for uh, crypto mining. It's, it's a massive issue in actually the Finger Lakes as well. So the technology is there to make sure that our fracking is clean, and the truth is, uh, it actually is, uh, when you look at what has happened from shutting down the Indian power, PowerPoint, uh, you know, nuclear PowerPoint, you've, you've had power plant. You've had, um, really just the, what I would call the environmental radicals come in and put pressure on Albany. And the, most New Yorkers have not gotten a seat at this table. If we get, let New Yorkers have a seat at the table here and put the radicals where they need to from an economic, from a, energy standpoint, then we're going to find the right solutions with New York. But you need a governor who's going to get in there, who's going to listen, um, who's not going to be pressured by the swamp of Albany. Um, where, and where, going to actually I, listen, I mean, I mean this sincerely to all the Republicans that are running, and you, I, we've been friends a long time. I yeah. really wish you luck. I, I know it's this is a, a uphill battle. Same with Curtis, uphill battle. Um, I'd love to see that miracle happen. Because it's the only thing that's going to save the state and the city. Uh, Andrew, Sean, we appreciate it. Sean, all I can tell you is you're invited to the governor's mansion January 1st of 2023 when we get inaugurated. Okay? <laughs> I, Hold that I, 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 don't, I don't even think I'd step foot in that swamp. I mean, everyone that walks in that, that city gets arrested. Anyway, uh, thanks for being with us.
800-941-SHAWN. You want to be a part of the program. Quick break right back. Your call's on the other side. Straight ahead. All right, 25 till the top of the hour. 800-941-SHAWN. You want to be a part of the program. Uh, all right, let's say hi to Eric is in Florida. Eric's smart. I'm dumb. Eric's in Florida. No state income tax. Uh, what's going on, sir? How are you? Where? What part of Florida are you in? Uh, Pompano. Oh, beautiful. Well, Pompano. frankly, the whole state's beautiful. There's not a place in yeah. Florida that I don't like. Put it. Well, yeah, I don't right. like Miami as, uh, as much anymore. I don't know what's happened to Miami. A lot of crime going on down in Miami right now. But I love the That's... people in Little Havana when we went down there. What a great Absolutely. time we had. Yes. Uh, I wanted to thank you for standing strong and looking out for America, Sean. Uh, your devoted fans like to think we're, that we're looking out for you, too. And that being said, I would like to respectfully offer a couple suggestions for your consideration. Yes, sir. Uh, if that's okay. Uh, my first suggestion has to do with you in the past on previous shows. I listen to you practically every day. You're talking about having bouillon cubes as meal substitutes. Yeah. And... As you know, bouillon cubes have an astronomical amount of salt in them, and I respectfully suggest you consider an alternative, more nutritious beverage. Let me I found, oh, a new a nutritious yeah. beverage. I thought you were going to tell me bone marrow. People have been telling me about bone marrow bouillon, which I haven't tr tried yet. Do you, have you ever no, tried that? No. Well, I've tried. Let me tell you, I found several candidates by doing an Internet search with the phrase low-salt broth. And several that have come but up. Not, but but I'll tell you, if it's low salt, I'm going to add salt to it if I don't like it. No, no, you don't want to do that. And I'm very keen on this. <laughs> Linda, uh, is there know, any hope that I wouldn't add the salt? There really isn't. Yeah, well, just add this sounds less, amazing, okay? Sean. This listen, it's Eric called in, and right. I was like, Eric, you got to come on. I'm like, this all is right, amazing. All right, all right, I'm going to listen. Right, tell well, me what you got. Listen, there's several alternatives out there. There's kettle and fire bone broth which i found very delicious and there's another brand called imagine which makes a low salt chicken broth and there's dr kellyanne's bone broth which i haven't tried yet but sounds promising who knows if you find a beverage you like it might become a sponsor for your show so uh, please consider that and what is I, the I'm beverage in particular you said you found a beverage which one well, I like Kettle and Fire uh, bone broth. It's delicious. And also, Imagine is a nice brand right. of low-salt chicken broth. Those All right, Lin brands. I will task Linda, and, and she will order it, and she will have it okay. sent to me or Sweet Baby James, and okay. and I will try it. How's that? Okay. I, that's all, that's that's all I can offer. I oh, love I, I, these chicken bouillon cubes are so delicious. I literally, you know, I have it at least twice a day. And I got to tell you, it's just it's just delicious. And it has 900 milligrams of salt. Good morning. Which oh, is why Eric God. is giving you this option. All right. 100% grass-fed beef bone broth, 16.9 ounces. Linda sends it to me. Are you going to order it for me or are you going to make me uh, Hello. It? I'm already on the purchase page. Have you noticed? That's what I texted oh, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right. No, All I'm right. going to try it. Okay. I, I appreciate right, your I have thoughtfulness. One, I have, can I have one more? Can I give you one more suggestion, please? Go ahead. All right. Real quick. I'll make it quick. Please consider this anecdote. When I was a boy, I remember picking up an aerosol can in the kitchen of bug spray and reading the label to my mother. I said, Mommy, yeah. what does active ingredient nicotine sulfate mean? And she told me that nicotine is a poison made from tobacco that kills bugs. So I'd just like to tell your listeners, anybody... Who's okay, so now you want to take away my jewel pot. Is that what you're telling me next? 
I, you know, yeah. I've, I've got to live. I work out like an animal. I eat. I try to keep my weight down. I work very hard at it. Trust me. If I, if I let myself go, I would weigh another hundred pounds. I, I watch it every day. It's frustrating as hell. I like to eat. Um, and I love salt. I always have. That's never changed. I have it. My father gave it to me. And my daughter has it too. And you know what? I, my son, for whatever reason, does not have the salt thing. My daughter may be worse than me, yeah. Linda. Did you know that? She she sits there and she's I like did pours not know salt that. on the table and just keeps eating it. Really? MK? MK, yeah. Dude, I had no idea. That's super weird. I know. Well, she's an athlete. She can do whatever she wants, and she's young and healthy. Because, you know, I tell you, my mom died from hypertension, and my dad died from smoking. So these two subjects are very keen to me. So I just want to... Make all right, sure all right. I'm. I, I got it. I'm on. I'm gonna try it. We'll we'll get back to you. Thank you, Eric. Uh, let's Thank say you, Eric. To... Oh, good grief! So you set up that call <laughs> for 100. percent You have no idea. He called in. I should have like, known. I said, I please have known. Please just hold on. Please, you gotta talk to Sean. Not for nothing. It looks pretty good. Why didn't you good. try the chicken broth when I saw you the other day? Why didn't you give it a shot? Why don't you try well, it first? You you might not know this, but I actually do know how to cook, and I know what bouillon tastes like, and it's not Delicious. soup. It's flavoring. You can make soup with it, but it's not supposed to be like just your main meal is, you know, a, a bowl so of sweet salt. sweet baby James, my sister is married to my sister. You know what she calls it? What? I won't use the, the word she uses. I'll use a more polite term. Um, instead of the word one that starts with a P, she uses urine water. That's what she refers to it as. Sounds about right. I don't think that that word is a no-no on the air, but I hear you. But it is it is, it's delicious. I don't care what anybody says. I okay. obviously, because I keep drinking it. Dwayne, North Carolina. What's up, Dwayne? Hey, Sean. Um, this whole uh, Governor Como, Como thing has got me complex. Uh, I've never, ever seen the Democrats eat their own like they're eating this man right now. And to me, it just feels like a huge distraction. Um, there's definitely the, the, the look, this fight that they pick with DeSantis you know, blowing up in their faces because DeSantis is not taking crap and lectures from Joe Biden on COVID when he's letting, you know, all these uh, people come enter the country uh, and not testing them and then dispersing them to, you know, 48 states, the continental U.S., and not even testing or giving them a vaccine. And, and meanwhile, he's now, ma you know, vaccine mandates, mask mandates, you know, all this, all these draconian measures for American citizens. So I, I think there is always the distractive mode. My conclusion is, and this is a, my gut, I think a lot of people have hated him for a long time. I don't think he has any friends. And it probably has to do with how he's treated people. That, that would be my guess. And I also think that when you look at the magnitude of people, it's not like one, two, three people. You've got 11 people. And then you've got evidence behind a number of these cases that I've seen that I'm like, yeah, that could convince a jury, in my opinion. So I, I think it's a combination of both. But, you know, we'll let the process work itself out. He's and and he's pretty we we know just for a fact he's a pretty arrogant guy. We saw that on display with his, you know, the, well, I do this to everybody and everybody else does it, too. Why are you picking on me? That, well, that's not what they that's not what these women were claiming, Governor. But we'll see. I don't think he has any friends. Thank you, Dwayne. Chris in Long Island. What's up, Chris? Glad you called. Hey, Sean, how you doing? It's a pleasure to finally get a chance to talk to you. It's good to talk Just, to you. You uh, sound like Linda. How you doing, Sean? What's going on, man? Yeah, I'm from Long Island. What do you want me to tell you? Um, I grew up in Long Island. Believe me, I have my moments. Go ahead. 
Sure. You know what? What the gentleman just said about Cuomo, it's funny. I worked on every project that he has interfered with in my whole career. He interfered with Sandy. When I worked with National Grid, he interfered with the Long Island Railroad. He interfered with the MTA. He comes in like Wyatt Earp and he thinks he runs and he makes a fool out of himself. He doesn't know what he's talking about. But on another note, the reason I called was... This whole thing, yesterday you were talking about breakthrough, you know, uh, viruses when people are vaccinated. And if you apply the same logic when people get vaccinated for the flu, you know, you get the shot. It's like a 50-50 crapshoot. You, you know, some people It's get actually shot. less than that. I think it's about 40%, probably at best, because oh, they're guessing. Absolutely. Remember, every year they're, they're making guesses based yes, on science, right. their best guess, and I'm not, I'm not faulting them. Um, I've always gotten the flu shot because I don't, I can't afford to get sick and, and knocked out for a week. I can't. Well, Not that I can't afford what. it. It's just that I, I've got to work. I want to work. I, I, I'd be driving I, myself nuts in bed if I had to stay there and suck down even more chicken bullion. But, um, well, so, so I take it. Yeah. Go ahead. Years ago, I had gotten the flu and pneumonia. And oh, up until that point, my wife had always said, get the shot, get the shot, get the shot. So my case in point, I end up now every year I get the flu shot. That year when I got the flu, I didn't have the shot. My wife did. I was sick for five days. My wife was sick for a day and a half. The point I'm getting at is when you get the shot now, people are so demented with this whole COVID vaccine. The premise behind it is if you get the vaccine, you have a 90% chance, 95% chance you won't get it. But people don't understand that if you do get it breakthrough, you'll have a diminished version of COVID, which in turn, your body will then produce a T Well, so far... Now, remember, I'm a big believer in proactive medicine versus reactive medicine. Sure. And it's amazing. Sure. You know, I, I, I've even gotten hit. I have Harvard-trained medical doctors on the front lines, and I've got liberal media people saying, how dare you talk about Regeneron? Yeah, Look, I get it, too. My, one, of my, one of my best friends, he had a breakthrough case. He was fully vaccinated on Saturday. In less than 24 hours, he had the Regeneron infusion. And, you know, I've been texting him every day, texted him today. He's feeling great. He feels fine. Then I had another friend of mine. This goes back a week now. And he's 74 years old. He ne he didn't get vaccinated. His whole family didn't get vaccinated. Now, it went through his house like wildfire. Uh, he got it. Then his wife got it. They both got Regeneron. Then they used the ivermectin, HCQ, vitamin D3, vitamin C, zinc and quercetin i think and i don't know what else i'm forgetting um that was the the protocol they followed um that harvard medically trained george farid recommended and he's fine i talked to him last night he even tested negative now and it was like less it was 10 days later he tested negative that's not always the case no and i remember with trump it was the same thing and you know as you get older that cocktail probably gets a lot more drugs added to it but what's wrong with that i've had arguments with family members over hydroxychloroquine Actually, my brother had gotten sick right around January 2020, but we, he won't say he had COVID, but he was very sick. No one mm -hmm. knew what it was. The doctor gave him hydroxychloroquine. Now, did he ever get an antibody test to find out if he had had it? I'll tell you the truth. I don't know because it's been so long, but he, when, when hydroxychloroquine started making the news, it was months after, and he actually said, wow. That's what the doctor gave me, you know, because there was no no one knew what, there was no COVID back then. It was just a rambling yeah. in China. So, now, I have a friend I mean, of mine's I, brother that is now on a ventilator. He yeah. unvaccinated, didn't even tell anybody he had it in his family. No therapeutics. And, you know, by the time he got so bad, it was too late. 
and and he went yeah. to the hospital. Now I'm praying, you know, for a miracle, and and it's possible they'll save his life. But you gotta, in my view, you just please talk to your doctors about early, early, early treatment. And even the FDA said that Regeneron, they finally came out and said, yeah, they've authorized early use, and they suggest you get it within 96 hours of diagnosis or really 96 hours when you first have contact with the virus. And, you know, look, I'm not telling people again what to do. I'm not a doctor, man. It's just, you know, Hannity made me do it. I can hear that those words coming out. No, I'm not. Hannity's not making you do anything. Hannity's suggesting strongly you take it seriously, you research on your own. You take into account your unique medical history, your current medical condition. Talk to your doctor, doctors, medical professionals you trust, and make your own decision. Um, but um, informationally, I, I, Linda, how shocked am I that so many people have never heard about Regeneron? I, I keep I, well, it just confirms you, Sean. Like you're the one person out there asking the questions, looking for answers, going to experts. Everybody else right. is playing Doctor Google on TV all day. And and we've had people on this program that I agree with or partly agree with and even sometimes disagree with. But, you know, I'm telling people you're going to have to make up your own mind, but I want you to know all the information that's out there. Now, for, for most people that I know prior to this, you know, the, the standard procedure was, uh, yeah, you tested positive, go home. If you get a fever, uh, take two extra strength Tylenols, uh, lower, the te- lower your fever, um, if it won't go down, you may have to go to the emergency room, check your oxygen. And if you drop to 90 um, or below, you better get to an emergency room as fast as you possibly can. Here's the problem. Usually. And again, there are exceptions to all of this. And I'm speaking as a layman. But what I have witnessed anecdotally, I say, is that usually the lungs get targeted on day seven. And for whatever reason, I don't know why. And if it makes it to the lungs, the damage that it can cause in, in two to three days is is can be cataclysmic. Is this you know if you have an overactive immune system, this they call it this cytokine storm in your lungs, and that's when you got a problem. You get if you got that now you're now you're in deep deep Adam Schiff at that point. Doesn't mean they can't save you, but your odds have gone down dramatically. Um, anyway, I'm just. Listen, please take it seriously. I, lo- I I don't have this job for, for, for all of you in this audience. I love you all. I want you to be smart, informed, careful. Take it seriously. Don't this is, this is not something to mess around with. All right, 800-941-SEAN if you uh, want to be a part of the program. Listen, one thing I do want to do is so many millions of Americans, I don't get this, but they have mortgages and they've never refinanced. I know friends that have 5%. I'm like, what are you paying 5%? Are you out of your mind? Or four percent, or even three point eight percent. You thought it was great. That no, you can get it for two point five percent, a thirty-year fixed loan, and you're going to save literally hundreds, if not thousands, every month, tens of thousands, and even hundreds of thousands over the course of your loan. And one way that we're trying to get you to 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 think about this is check in with our friends at AmericanFinancing.net. They'll give you a free mortgage review. And, and they'll tell you how much money they think that you'll be able to save every month and over the course of your loan. And the good thing about AmericanFinancing.net is they deal with lenders all over the country. If you go to a bank or a credit union, you basically are offered one plan and one plan only. And whatever it is, you got to take it. They'll, they're working in your specific interests for the very reasons that I'm describing. This is serious money. Or if you're buying a new home. 
Anyway, it's AmericanFinancing.net. They have a number to call. It's 866-615-9200. 866-615-9200. Or on the web, AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, NMLSConsumeraccess.org. The final hour of the Sean Hannity Show is up next. Hang on for Sean's Conservative Solutions. Hey, how many of you have been thinking about making a backyard makeover? Well, make it feel like an oasis with a Michael Phelps swim spa by our friends at Master Spas. Now, Linda just ordered her Michael Phelps swim spa that is dual temperature so she can work out and relax in two different temperatures. And we have a special discount for you. Just go to masterspas.com, enter the promo code Hannity, upper right-hand corner, and you can save up to a 1000 bucks off. Promo code Hannity for up to a 1000 bucks off, masterspas.com. At the Tokyo Olympics, the medal chase is on. Looks like she's going to win another Olympic gold, and she does. Gold for the United States. Every night this week, Team USA is on a mission to bring home more gold. The United States, another gold medal. Stretching to the wall for yes. Olympic gold, gets it. Don't miss a medal. The Tokyo Olympics, tonight on NBC. Right back, Senator Marsha Blackburn of Tennessee is going to check in with us. You know, now that Biden is letting in hundreds and thousands and now well over a million people illegally this year and not checking for their COVID status, uh, how come you're getting hit with draconian, you know, measures as an American citizen? But, well, if you're an illegal immigrant, come on in. Don't worry about being tested. Don't worry if you have COVID. We'll just we'll, we'll tell us where you want to move to. We'll get to that and much more straight ahead. 